Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. The first quarter of uh, this year, 2018, has has brought a long overdue, uh, really white-hot spotlight on the topic of sexual harassment. Uh, Much of the influence that we see and hear about is driven by celebrities or, or big names, but you know, through the thoughtful work of many people, they've, they've carried the uh, demands for an end to this behavior down to the level of really the everyday worker now. Um, our focus today will be on the corporate side as we look at how and why businesses of all sizes really need to be reactive uh, regarding this important issue. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. I'm pleased to take some time today to uh, take a look at this important topic. Uh, we'll talk about uh, harassment in the workplace. On hand to provide guidance are Lori Husband of Valuable Resources Company and Ted McGinn, Managing Partner of Lavelle Law. Good morning to both of you. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Good morning. <clears throat> now, I think the um, you know the harsh realities of today is that behavior that was once deemed commonplace and probably acceptable is, is suddenly being challenged as, as highly unacceptable. Uh, can one of you kind of share a description of what we currently refer to as a hostile work environment? Well, Jim, hostile work environment is actually one component of the larger term sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is, a, is kind of a large uh, phrase there, and it includes a lot of different conduct, including hostile work environment. Uh, so, so I guess the first thing we should do is try to establish what is sexual harassment. Sexual mm-hmm. harassment is any unwelcome sexual advances or requests of sexual favors or any conduct of a sexual nature when submission to such conduct is either uh, is like a term of condition of that individual's employment or where the submission or rejection of such conduct is serves as the basis for any sort of employment decisions and then and then also uh, the hostile work uh, uh, environment is also another component of sexual harassment and, and is it true to say then that, you know, um, from a legal perspective, not just a social perspective, from a legal perspective, it's an employer's obligation to provide a, a workplace that is, is free of uh, harassment? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. That's the obligation of the employer um, is to maintain the environment so the employees are free from harassment, so employees are free to, to go about their day without uh, you know, concerns of being, uh, you know, subjected to, uh, you know, unwanted sexual advancements or, or you know, had their employment, you know, advances or promotions or any sort of employment-based decisions focus or turn upon their willingness to participate in this sexual, you know, behavior. Mm-hmm. And and I want to talk now today, our focus is going to be on how we do that, how employers can create the right environment and set up protection for their employees. But I guess I want to get one more definition in there since we're kind of setting the stage. Uh, I've seen the phrase quid pro quo harassment. Can can you give us a little view, one of you, as to what that is? Yeah, quid pro quo, that that is basically something for something else. I mean, you, the, the, you know, there may be an implicit uh, you know, expectation on the part of a, a of a supervisor with their subordinate that they need to participate in this sexual advance, or otherwise they may lose their job, 
or they may not obtain the promotion that they're seeking. Uh, it's basically the employee, employer having an understanding that if I, you know, participate in your sexual request, then you're going to advance me or promote me. It's, it's something for something else. That's quid pro quo what that means. And I should point out, too, when that is taking place between a supervisor and a subordinate, there is strict liability for the employer. Uh, you know, one time, you know, we always talk about did the employer know about it? Well, in, in this case of quid pro quo, if it's with the supervisor and a subordinate, whether or not the employer has knowledge of it, they may be held liable for that conduct. So that's kind of a very serious part of sexual harassment. Any sort of quid pro quo, there is strict liability in the state of Illinois. I'd, I'd like to add I, I a little want, bit to that piece please. is <clears throat> with today's social media and email and texting, that is a, a key point. Um, even emojis now are, if you're texting that and it has the impression or anything re regarding sexual conduct, um, we have to be very careful on our social media content as well. And I think that's a great point because we, we think of a lot of these activities as sort of being, you know, face-to-face, one-on-one, but, but there are different means of, of uh, harassing people in today's workplace. And let's talk about those. I, so we've sort of defined what it is and what we have to be cautious of. How active, how preventative should a employer be to make sure this isn't happening? Because you talked about liability. So what, what steps should a good employer be taking right now to make sure that their company is, is uh, doing all the right things? Well, I think, first of all, they need to have a thorough, comprehensive employee handbook that would prohibit this sort of conduct. They need to be very crystal clear with their employees. They need to express their policies. They need to make sure all their employees fully understand what those policies are. And I think that should be the very first step. Second of all, and this may lead into you know some some thoughts from Lori, is that there needs to be proper training in the workforce. You know, it's one thing that you just simply create a handbook, issue it to employees, but I think it's a little bit reckless that you're just going to assume that everybody's going to perfectly follow this policy that's set forth in your in your handbook. Right. How many how many times do you go home and read your employee handbook? <laughs> you don't. Uh, <laughs> you probably spent time reading the vacation part of it. And right. That's exactly. About it. Uh, one of the things that I would add to it is uh, really taking this, this topic seriously. I think that employers, employees, I think we take this as, you know, just kind of checking the box to be compliant, but it's really not taken seriously. It hasn't been taken seriously until recent events, and that's unfortunate. Well, I want to talk about what it means to take that seriously. And our, our discussion today on sexual harassment uh, is very timely. And, and joining me are Ted McGinn of Lavelle Law and Lori Huspin of Valuable Resources Company. There's a wealth of legal information available at lavellelaw.com. And uh, you can also visit vrc-hr.com uh, to get information. And that your, your company interests me quite a bit, Lori. And, and you know, we're talking about how to prepare uh, employees and how an employer protects themselves. Tell me a little bit about what your company does and the role you play in this area. Thank you. We created a, a product, a training product called Taboo Topics with an X. And we created it specifically because the way that the training is currently, it's typically a video or 
something where it's not engaging. And so because the topic is pretty painful to listen to and it's painful to teach because nobody wants to hear what you can and can't do. So we created live actors to act out a theater performance about what really has happened in the workplace. And our skits come from our consulting side of the business, which means that the skits have actually happened in the workplace. So no, nothing teaches better than, than uh, real life experiences. Now, do you do you contract with companies and you come into their site and, and appear before employee gatherings and kind of walk through these things? We do, and we typically have a, a smaller group because the the, the performance it, it's actually like go, we set it up like you're really going to the theater. We have a stage, we have the actors, <clears throat> you're ushered to your seat. Um, but the nice thing about our training is that we put you in groups and it's a forum discussion. And so one thing that I want to make clear is that we do not have the audience role play because it makes them uncomfortable, but we have them in a forum discussion. And the key part of that discussion is really getting them engaged. It's getting them to be able to discuss these complex situations. And most importantly, we've created a safe place to actually talk about it because this topic isn't talked about. Well, and here's the trick for me is uh, Ted mentioned the, the employee manual. You you mentioned some companies that use videos, but but you go further and you do the, the live uh, action, the reenactment in, in front of the employees. Whatever steps an employee takes to cr- employer takes to create policies, uh, isn't isn't the trick really then getting employees to follow those policies and adhere to them and and you know how do you, how do you do that to really make sure that the message is, is sinks in a couple of things that we do <clears throat> is we we definitely have an open door policy and all of this has to come from the top if if the managers if, if you know top executives are not supporting this it's it's very tough but it has to come from the top, and, and you have to have an open-door policy. Employees have to feel comfortable to actually come and talk to you about this situation. Um, another thing that we do is we embed diversity within our clients. So we are helping them with diversity and accepting other people's differences, and that creates a different type of culture when you do that, and that has people be more comfortable in expressing and talking about the com- or talking about the situation rather than ignoring it. And if I could also add, Jim, I mean, how employers can defend themselves from these accusations. Uh, notice is important, and I think that gets into the education and training that Lori's company can provide. Uh, you know, if there is a situation of a, uh, an accusation of a hostile work environment, one of the steps an employer can do is to try to take steps to prevent that harassment, and that would be education, to bring in a firm like Lori's to come in and educate their staff of of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and that would help the employer demonstrate that they've taken reasonable steps to prevent this environment from being being there. And so if they're ever accused in a lawsuit, the employer wants to have the ability to demonstrate that they've acted reasonably to prevent that harassment. One last thing I'd like to add uh, uh, to piggyback on top of that is, you know, we have 
a lot of policies say to, you know, do this type of training once a year, but really these conversations should probably come up more than that. Um, so it's not, I mean, it's really embedding it in your culture on a daily basis rather than having a training once a year and think that, you know, it, it's done and over. It's just a muscle that needs to constantly be exercised. And that's that's actually going to be my next question, so you beat me to it, which was, you know, I, I could see companies saying, all right, well, I, I did the training, you know, as you said earlier, check that box, but this needs to be an ongoing dialogue, and there, part of that policy and process, I assume, needs to be a method for someone to come forward if they have any questions or issues, and, and that refers back to that open-door policy. So I guess what I'm hearing is it's, an, it's a constant evolution that you always have to stay on top of. Yes. One thing I would add, uh, when I was in corporate before I opened up the consulting firm, uh, this may sound silly, but it works. I did rounds. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, you see a lot of executives in their offices and people come to them. Something that I found that was very effective is every day I just went to, I, ma I made rounds to talk to as many employees as I could, and that got them to trust me. It got them to talk about maybe other things, but I was also able to kind of see and hear other activities that were going on. And I was able to, if I found something or saw something that, you know, behavior that wasn't in the right conduct, I was able to stop it at that time. So doing rounds is, is one tip that I mm -hmm. would recommend. It's a proactive behavior. Uh, we've about 30 seconds left here, Ted, <laughs> but I just want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, which is liability. Um, if you're at the top of the company, um, it sounds like liability reaches you under all circumstances. So this really, for your, you as the manager or owner, you need to be aware of this at all times. Especially if it's the supervisor, subordinate sort of harass, quid pro quo harassment, there's strict liability. But the hostile work environment, that is something companies can take a very proactive, take some serious steps that, that could put them in a great position to defend themselves if they're ever accused of that. Well, uh, fascinating conversation today. And Ted McGinn uh, joins us frequently from Lavelle Law. And as always, we recommend you stop by LavelleLaw.com to uh, enjoy their resources on, on legal topics, and very happy to have Lori Husband with us today. Um, find out more about her business uh, at vrc-hr.com. Uh, that's vrc-hr.com. Fantastic conversation. Thank you both for being here. And, of course, to all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.